0: How's my financial health, Doc? Welcome to the Financial Literacy Podcast for Healthcare Professionals, where financial security and wealth topics are not a taboo. That mistake also made me very angry, in fact. It comes back to the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. And how do you know you made a mistake if you never knew it was a mistake? After paying debt, I still had a, a good amount of money left over every month uh, and didn't know what to do with it. So like most people, people I went to the bank. Welcome to the mea Kalpa series of this podcast. In this particular podcast series, I'm going to be interviewing, uh, friends, families, colleagues to, uh, share with you, the audience, the different mistakes that have been done, uh, in their personal lives. And when I mean mistakes, I'm talking about financial mistakes, of course, the goals of these, um, mea culpa series is really to give the audience, Uh, A sense of what real-life financial mistakes people have been uh, doing. We're gonna be uh, having guests from all um, professional cycles. So I'm hoping that you enjoyed this series of podcasts and learn from um, other people's mistakes like uh, we would do in uh, mortality and morbidity rounds uh, in medicine in this a new series of mea Kalpa, we're going to be talking about real life mistakes and who's better mistake than the one from the podcaster the host so i would like to share with you um, the first mistake from this series i guess one of the reasons why i decided to uh, take interest in personal finances and savings and investment for healthcare professionals is because if you think about all the potential mistakes made by healthcare professionals, I probably made 90% of them. And that really um, thrusted me into this journey that I've been on for five years. And so this has been quite uh, enlightening for me so far. So let's just get to it. What is the one major mistake that I've made so far that I wanna share with the audience? Well, here it is. I graduated uh, from residency in 2000, and I started working when I was at the young age of 26. I probably knew some things in medicine, but as to what's happening in the world, I believe I was clueless. And when it came to personal finances, money, saving, investing, I knew even less. I believe that this is not uncommon because I still see this in brand new grads uh, all the time. And now that I've been in practice for 20 years, I have not seen any change. And that is because medical school and residency do not train us for this type of challenges. We have never been taught how to properly manage finances. So it is not surprising that brand new grads, regardless of their residency or their profession are fairly illiterate when it comes to personal finances. So here I was in 2000, 26 years old, just finishing residency and now starting a new job in Toronto. Uh, I moved from Montreal, so I did not know Toronto at all, had nobody, no family, and more importantly, no friends and no confidant. All of a sudden, I'm making a good salary. Uh, Even back then in 2000, an emergency physician was making a fairly good, decent salary Uh, and uh, more importantly, much more than what I was making as a resident. And so all of a sudden I have come into money and really didn't know what to do with that. At the time I was not married and had no children. And so after paying uh, debt, uh, mainly uh, debt accumulated through university, uh, I did not have much to uh, spend on and had no dependents. So after paying debt, I still had a, a good amount of money left over every month uh, and didn't know what to do with it. So like most people and like uh, everyone, um, I went to the bank. I sat down with an advisor who advised that I should invest my money Uh, And I said yes, and so he started doing what we call a KYC, which is Know Your Client. Uh, And I suspect that, like most of us, I am a fairly conservative person. Uh, Just a little side note, I believe that most healthcare professionals are of conservative type anyways. And so it was not surprising to me that uh, I ended up with a KYC that said uh, I was a conservative person. Not to say that I vote conservative or liberal, just to say that I was more conservative in nature. So the advisor recommended me some mutual funds. uh, And at the time, because of my KYC, uh, I was recommended some mutual funds that are more conservative. And um, as someone who didn't know better, who didn't know much, I accepted and just said yes. And I've been invested in that mutual fund for about 13 years before I uh, started understanding things and within those 13 years uh, my mutual fund really didn't perform that well Uh, so I probably uh, have a annualized average gain of about 1 to 1.5 percent and when I looked at that after 13 years, I really wondered what was the point of all that. And that's when I realized the mistake that I've made. I had invested in a mutual fund that made at most 1.5% for 13 years. Uh, and at the time inflation was at least 2, 2 2.5%. So I was losing money for the last 13 years. And what was more important was that I realized that I had lost opportunity. 13 years of compounding opportunity. And that was my first mistake. That mistake also made me very angry, in fact, because as I was making only one to 1.5% and was beaten by inflation, I was also paying, this advisor uh, for the mutual fund. In fact, the payment was through the MER uh, of that fund. And so not only did I not make money, I was paying this advisor and paying this bank to hold a fund that made no money for me. And that's when I got extremely angry. That was when I decided I need to learn about this. And when I did learn about it, I realized I'm not the only one who does not know this and I made it a sort of a life mission to help my peers in my community. What I had realized was that the advisor who gave me those advice was not necessarily a uh, certified financial planner. That some of them are junior advisors who have Gone up the ranks starting from a uh, teller or clerk and made their way up into the banking system and called themselves advisors. What I also learned was that some of these quote unquote advisors have quotas and they need to meet certain monthly quota whether the product was right for their customer or not. And thirdly, that even if I lost money and my mutual fund was doing poorly he was paid by the bank because the bank was making a commission through the MER. So whether the market was doing well, poorly, my funds were doing well or poorly, the bank was going to get its cut. And when I realized that I got even angrier, despite my anger at the end of the day, I was the one to be blamed. I was not an educated consumer. So here are some of the issues I failed to understand. I did not know what a know your client or KYC was. I did not fully appreciate that the advisors have a certain protocol and standard that they have to follow. And that one of them is a KYC. They base their recommendation on that form or on that process, and they cannot divert from that process because if they do, it puts the bank at a significant liability and if the advisor had to make a recommendation they would always err on the side of conservatism as opposed to being more aggressive for the client because they cannot risk that exposure what I did not understand was that they had to follow the KYC almost to the letter because they cannot divert from that which means that even though I had other features and characteristics that could allow me to invest in something more than conservative, they simply could not. They could not divert from that KYC. I mentioned that I'm to blame. Of course I am to blame, because I really did not understand anything about personal finance. I did not understand the basics of financial concepts. I did not understand time value of money and how money grows and how money grows with compounded interest. I also never heard of the term time horizon. Now, if you think about it, for a 26-year-old brand new grad hoping to retire at the age of 65, my time horizon was very long. Therefore, I could have tolerated much more risk. That meant that I had 39 years of working time, but also 39 years of potentially invested into the market with a certain degree of risk uh, and being able to absorb the volatility in the market and going through the ups and downs of the market, which means that I could have tolerated much more risk than what my KYC dictated I could tolerate, but that was never explained to me by my advisor, and my advisor only followed the KYC and stuck me into a conservative mutual fund. No one explained risk tolerance to me what is risk tolerance and what is risk capacity what is the difference between the two that was not explained to me by my advisor also um, what was the difference between saving and investing my advisor at the bank never spoke about the financial orders of operation never spoke about uh, protecting uh, through Uh, an emergency fund and insurances and never talked about building a solid financial foundation the advisor at the bank is not the same as a financial planner and it's not the same as a financial advisor because the advisor at the bank and i say advisor quote unquote if you see me with my bunny ears here These so-called advisors are really not advisors. They are, in fact, salesmen, because they sell you the product that the bank allows them to sell. So really, these so-called advisors in these banks are not advisors. They are salespeople. And because they are salespeople, they don't take the time to explain the financial concepts. And I never had those explained to me. And because of that, I have lost opportunity. The opportunity to have uninterrupted compounded interest. Uninterrupted compounded interest is really reliant on one single thing. And that thing is time. And in my story, I lost 13 years and you imagine 13 years of compounding at 5% or 13 years compounding at 10%. Coming back to what I did not know and understand, I did not know that I had to build a financial foundation and was not even aware of what that meant. Did not understand how insurance product comes into my strategy and how it could help move my strategy forward, a strategy that is tax efficient. I only had a disability insurance but did not have critical illness insurance and definitely was not even thinking about life insurance and how term insurance could have helped me or how a whole life insurance could have helped me with the insurance part, but also with the savings part and how I could have built up a very good emergency fund had I had a whole life policy. And at the age of 26 without medical illness, I would have had, I would have gotten away with a very good premium. I purchased my term insurance and then afterwards my whole life insurance at a much later age in life. And at that time the premium had gone up already compared to the age of 26. And had I purchased a whole life insurance, participating life insurance at the age of 26, I would have paid it off by now uh, because I'm now 20 years into practice and it would have been a a 20 year pay. And at this point, had I done it sooner, I would have had a life insurance with a very good amount of cash value and also an insurance that is paid off. So as you can see from that one mistake in investing in a mutual fund that was not appropriate for me, at the time, I came to realize that everything else flows after that, simply by the simple fact that I did not take the time to properly understand and learn about personal finances. At the age of 26 when I first graduated, I simply said yes to the advisor because I truly did not understand the differences between a stock, a bond, a mutual fund. I was not even aware of such things as index funds, REITs, or even ETFs. Had I known about those, I probably would have asked more questions. I can see now how important it is to be an educated consumer, especially for healthcare professionals like ourselves who have never been properly uh, trained and educated on uh, financial literacy. For sure, now we have You know, financial institutions or our own medical association that tries to help us and guide us uh, and lead us by the hand. But nothing beats an educated consumer. And even if we trusted these institutions that says that they have our best interests at heart, not all advisors are created equal. So it is still best to be an educated consumer and know what you're doing and thinking so that you can ask appropriate questions. Finally, the issue that I found very interesting after this analysis was the fact that we don't understand how fees are important in our portfolio. Fees that we pay to quote-unquote advisors or fees that we pay through MERs are eating away at our final potential amount. Fees are an extreme destroyer of wealth and fees are very insidious and you don't realize how much you are losing until 30, 40 years down the line. I have come to truly understand the impact of fees after reading this book called Beat the Bank by Larry Bates. It is a wonderful book that is also an absolute eye opener. So I do encourage people to read it and truly understand it. Here's what I've learned in the last five to 10 years after embarking into this journey of learning about personal finances and financial concepts and from that one single mistake made at the age of 26. I know what you guys are thinking. How come it took you so long to realize that mistake? And if you ask that question, you are absolutely right. It did take me this long to learn what I've made in terms of mistake. But I will honestly let you know that some of my colleagues still don't know what mistakes they are making. It comes back to the old saying, You don't know what you don't know. And how do you know you made a mistake if you never knew it was a mistake? In medicine, we know we made a mistake when we go to M&M rounds, or when we are facing a lawsuit, or when your colleagues come to you and says these dreaded words. Hey, Vu, do you remember that patient? Well, in personal finances, there are no lawsuits there are no M&M rounds and no advisor will come and say to you, Hey Voo, remember that mutual fund that tanked? They will never come and tell you things like that. So how would you know that you made a mistake? Well, that is only known 30, 40 years from now when there is no opportunity to turn back time. So here's what I've learned. So make sure that the advisor, at your bank or any financial institution is a qualified and certified advisor and that they can have independent and objective recommendations that have your best interest at mind, not the bank's or not the institution's best interest. And even if you have a very good certified independent and objective advisor, it is still important that. One understands the basic concepts of finance. Understand time horizon, risk capacity, risk tolerance. Understand your goals, what strategy you are using. Understand how to use it in a tax efficient manner. Understand is very important to ask intelligent questions and have intelligent conversations with your advisor. One should challenge their advisors and ask poignant questions. And one should absolutely have a full and clear understanding of what products and services they are purchasing. Also, one should understand what the opportunity costs are. If I'm choosing product A or strategy A, what am I foregoing? What other goals and outcomes of strategy B and strategy C and how would they differ in outcome and what opportunity am I foregoing? unless one understands the basics of finance and the basic concepts one can really not ask relevant questions and remember not all advisors are created equal so the burden falls on us to ask intelligent questions on the products that we are gonna buy I also learned that it is important to understand the incentives behind their recommendations. Who and how are they and us benefiting from this purchase? And one needs to align those incentives with our goals and our strategy and how we want to do things. I'm perfectly fine that the incentives For them to get a commission or being compensated as long as the strategy and the product is aligned with my own strategy and my own goals but that really means that we have to know what our strategy and goals are and my mistake at the age of 26 was that i did not have a goal nor a strategy and so that is what i learned as a very very important step I have also learned that fees and costs will eat away at your uh, pool and at your savings. So minimizing the fees and costs are extremely important, especially if those fees are compounded for 30 to 40 years. And speaking about compounding, what I've learned is that time is best used when it's on your side. And so I've learned that I need to start early to start saving early and to start investing strategically early, not investing haphazardly. Investing haphazardly with no strategy is probably just as bad as investing late. I have learned that building a solid financial foundation is probably more important than saving and investing especially if we don't know what we're doing. And so building that foundation, building the emergency fund, having all the risk mitigation tool in place should happen before we think about investing. I now realize that from that single mistake at the age of 26 is the reason that I have embarked in the last seven years uh, into this financial journey. I only realized that mistake seven years ago, and that realization made me extremely angry, mainly because I was angry at myself for not understanding. From that single realization, I have changed how I conduct myself financially for the rest of my life. So thank you for listening to the very end of this podcast and I hope that uh, my mistake have uh, shed some light for you to think about a little bit and reflect on how you have conducted yourself financially throughout your life and see if any of those learnings apply to you. Thank you very much and i hoping you guys are having a wonderful day and a wonderful summer. Bye. How is my financial health, Doc? podcast is hosted by Dr. Vukit Tran. Dr. Tran is a physician with a special interest in personal financial security and wealth education. Dr. Tran does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through this financial podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. Please confer with your advisor, lawyer, or accountant for specific advice.